Hello, good people. You're listening to Startup Berg, the podcast dedicated to highlighting the Steel City's growing startup community. I'm your host, Adam Simone. Let's get started. Okay, well, welcome to the show. We've got a really fun one here. Um, Paul V. Patil uh, from Lark Adventureware is here with us. Uh, Paul V., welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. Um, it's. Uh, I'm glad we could do this. Uh, you just. Yeah, I think we just connected a couple of days ago, and we made this happen really quick, um, which I'm excited to uh, hear your story and tell our listeners about what you're working on. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to share it with everyone. So let's just uh, dive right into it. Perfect. You've got a company called Lark Adventureware. Uh, what do you do? So uh, we are the first infant activewear clothing brand. Uh, I had a son uh, who's 15 months, Vian, and I found a pain point pretty much in the market. I, we would be outside a lot. I love being outdoors. Uh, we'd be in Highland Park, which is where our home was, uh, and basically found that I was staying dry in my workout gear, uh, which I love to purchase. I'm a big activewear uh, consumer and didn't find anything similar on the market that would keep him dry. Most people, uh, most parents feel comfortable putting their kids in 100% cotton clothing. And so most activewear is polyester. So my mission was to create a clothing line that was natural and would keep babies dry, safe and comfortable for their everyday adventures and get outside with their parents. It's a wonderful mission. Like, how could you not agree with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully. so activewear is really hot right now in the adult market. So, yes. um, I mean, I, I don't have children of my own, uh, but... Um, I, does this not exist for infants? Yeah, so I was pretty surprised. I did some Google searches just because I was trying to find this product pretty right, much. Right, um, And nothing really existed. Some people use like muslin, which is a breathable cotton. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't wick moisture away from the skin. Um, so we tried a couple different things. Nothing was branded as activewear and nothing had that wicking property, okay. which is pretty... Interesting, just because it's everywhere at uh, yeah, everywhere would, from Target to so. Dicks for you know women and men. Right, you can find this kind of uh, clothing. So uh, I guess I wanted to create something that would really help babies like mine, and and yeah. I was on a mission to make it happen and and find something that I could feel comfortable putting on my child and and selling to other parents that were equally concerned about what they would put on their children. I mean, that's also something that's you know very top of mind recently is just being conscious of you know, the care that you're providing for your child and the kinds of products that you put in front of them, uh, making sure they're safe. And um, so, you know, I think you're definitely on like a, a positive trend here for where things are going. Um, yeah. You mentioned wicking fabric. Uh, so y before we started recording, you told me an interesting fact, which I didn't really even understand, like the evolution of that wicking material. Um, yeah. Where did it start and where is it now? Sure. So uh, I'm not a, a garment expert or textile expert, <laughs> but in my research, I kind of found that when all of these performance fabrics started, you know, maybe 10 to 15 years ago, they would use the fabric itself, right? The thread of the fabric to pull away moisture from the skin. Um, and over time, you know, perhaps they still have that technology, but they've added chemical finishes. They're generally polyester based. And so most of the wicking properties come from the chemicals that are put on the fabric. Mm -hmm. So as I went down this journey to try to create this, this fabric that was safe for babies, um, people were like, you want to make only the fabric kind of have this property. Like, don't you want to put the chemical on top? We only offer wicking fabric with the chemical on top. You know, that's how <laughs> it works. Yeah. Um, and so it was a little bit difficult to come to this right solution for the, for the infant like market. Talk with a lot of different manufacturers. I, I did. And I wanted to make sure obviously that, um, there's a lot of international manufacturers. There's a lot of domestic right. manufacturers. Um, surprisingly the textile 
industry in America is growing, mm. which is really great. great. Uh, it's a kind of died a while ago, and there's all these smaller producers that are coming up at a significant cost, though. So it's it's always a mix of finding the right safe product for babies and, right. and making it a product that's affordable for for everyone. So, so you are producing in the U.S., right? We're producing in the U.S., um, and our fabric is actually made in China, but I had to take a lot of steps to make sure that it was done environmentally friendly. So there are certifications that this mill has. Okay. Um, they make other children's wear, um, so I was able to talk to the manufacturers of those clothes. Oh, good. Um, but it is uh, being sewn in the U.S. Okay, very yeah. good. And, uh, and L.A., you mentioned, right? Yes, L.A., which is where I used to live. So Yeah, yeah. okay, so speaking of your, where you used to live, um, you know, you mentioned you're not uh, uh, like a, a fashion, clothing, design, Yes. expert, right? Yes. So what is your background? What did you do before this? Yeah, uh, I'm on my 10th career, I think. No, uh, <laughs> I uh, grew up in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, went to NYU for college, were, uh, majored in finance and worked at hedge funds for mm-hmm. about six years in New York and LA. Hated my life. Uh, uh, hated right. my day job. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to start my own company. I loved food and wine. Uh, I was in my 20s eating in, in all these at all these great restaurants. You're in your 20s and you love food and wine? You know. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> you know. Um, and so uh, I had this idea for a personalized wine club, so I went back to business school and started that business yeah. while I was at UCLA, UCLA Anderson. Okay. Um, and it was a great learning experience. There was a couple other competitors in the market. Uh, so after about a year of running it, I said, you know, if I can't differentiate myself, if you can't beat them, why not join them? Ah, and uh, ended up getting a job at one of my competitors uh, right out of, you know, about a year after business school, yeah. who was growing very, very quickly. It's called Wink. Um, and they are, have done a great job. I'm still in touch with them quite a bit. And awesome. uh, it was it was amazing to see an idea I had uh, kind of executed better. So I think that's the best training ground you can get as an yeah. entrepreneur to see to see uh, something done better than you had maybe done it. Well, absolutely, and I think that like, that that focus on execution is just really important too. And so to be able to go through that on your your last go around in the startup world, and then you're coming out with a fresh idea, a new idea, um, and now you're executing it. Yeah. I'm sure you you feel like a lot in a lot more kind of firm ground than you were before. Yeah, I think uh, I definitely have learned a few few lessons and yeah. and got burned a little bit and I'm <laughs> I'm sure I will get burned again a few times in this bin- business life, it's a right? new industry and but I, but I I love uh the idea of bringing something to market that can change the way people live and in, in this particular capacity you know as a mom like I'm very passionate about living the lifestyle that I want to live and creating a product uh that helps me live that lifestyle and uh hopefully I can help parents also just you know get outdoors and yeah. and ex- enjoy life with with their child in a very comfortable way. Like anything that way. like encourages families being active together absolutely. at any age group is awesome, is a great message. Yeah. Uh, so let's back to Lark Adventure where yes. um, you are where are you in the phase of your business? So you've got the product developed um, and you're um, you're a few months away from your first production run. So what are you doing now? Yeah, so we just launched a Kickstarter to kind of fund our first production run. Uh, we launched it six days ago. We're trying to write, raise $15,000. Mm, um, and so far, so good. Uh, we're yeah. around 10000 as of two minutes ago when I probably checked my phone. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm keeping you away from your updates. No, no, yeah. So uh, uh, it's been going well so far, and I think it's really great to get the positive feedback from parents um, yeah. that are seeing that the need for... I'm seeing the need for this product by getting it out there and obviously helping to uh, 
get some pre-orders, you know, before we officially launch in a couple months. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. So we will be, uh, we're doing the Kickstarter now. We have about 30 days, 29 days left on the Kickstarter and hopefully we should have product, mm. um, mid April. But of course anything can happen in the world of manufacturing. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that better than, than a lot of other people. Um, so you will have it hopefully also like April, it'll be right around that summertime. Exactly. Really perfect timing, yeah. Actually. That's why I've, I've really been trying. I came up with the idea like you know, about 12 months ago. Yeah. And I was like, I need to get it out before the summer, the summer. of 2017. Yeah. Cause <laughs> you know, fabric for the hot weather that comes out in Pittsburgh and in the fall is, <laughs> is probably <laughs> not the best solution. So yeah, yeah. I, I was really driven to get it done as quickly as possible um, so that we could make the summer season. Okay. Well, yeah. it looks like you're on your track for that. Um, uh, so how do they find you? So how do they find you on Kickstarter if people listening want to check it out? Yeah, absolutely. You could definitely go to our website, www.larkadventurewear.com. There's a link there. That's um, Lark, L-A-R-K. Yeah, L-A-R-K, Adventure wear um and you could also just go to kickstarter and put in lark adventure wear i'm sure it would pop up (laughs) um so tell us why you're doing like why did you decide to go kickstarter so for me i wanted to validate the idea you know you can do anecdotal like little research groups of moms but i did you do any of that by the way like when you're developing yeah i mean i didn't do any formal research groups Mm -hmm. but um as a mom you end up hanging out with some other moms and through the idea out there you know i'd be in groups of like 10 or 15 moms, um, and definitely got some really positive, you know, anecdotal feedback. Yeah. Um, and, uh, as I kind of looked into it also got the feedback that yes, outdoors babies get sweaty, but sometimes at night, you know, babies were getting sweaty and that's not a problem that my son had, Yeah. but, uh, that's, that's kind of where I got the idea to also do, um, infant pajamas because, uh, any parent knows that you kind of bundle up your child hoping for the best right. at night. <laughs> There's all these rules about what you can not can or can't put in the crib. And mm-hmm. so uh, having uh, nightwear um, was also kind of an extension that I found speaking to other parents. Kickstarter was a great way to just get the word out there, um, get some pre-orders for my product, make sure I was making something that, that people, people wanted. Want. Right. Um, and obviously, you know... Uh, all of these costs that go into making a product are really expensive. So getting, getting like minimum order quantities. Yeah. You know, I'm working with a manufacturer that had pretty low minimum orders because I didn't, that's great. I didn't want to make a ton of product and and it will probably need some tweaking after our first first production run. But yeah, there were some minimum orders that I had to commit, commit to, especially on the fabric side because our fabric Mm. is custom. Um, So to make, a custom. Yeah, can you uh, give me an like? So, yeah. what's like the minimum order quantity of fabric? What, what is that? So we have in? like three thousand yards of fabric. Okay, yeah, uh, sounds that, like a lot of yards. Yeah, is coming in, and you know, like a baby outfit is like a quarter of a yard. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's it. I'm not making all of that fabric at yeah. once, but I at least have the fabric that I was really happy with quality wise. I was mm. working with a manufacturer that I really felt confident in. Did you have um, to make a trip overseas? I didn't. Um, the company has offices here, which made me much oh, more comfortable. Yeah. They speak English. Um, yeah. <laughs> they are actually American and I think they probably work with manufacturers here, but they, they have a lot of expertise in making uh, eco-friendly natural fabrics. Um, and so I felt actually more comfortable than speaking to a lot of mills here in yeah. working with them, which was important to me because I was new to the industry and I am working with some, some manufacturers and, and suppliers that 
are helping me quite a bit. So, which is good because right ideal. now you are a team of one. I'm a team of one. I just well with a family. <laughs> yeah, team of one with my with uh, my nanny, uh, who, who is part of the team because she helps take care of my baby when team I have to work. Then. Yeah, um, but yes, it's a team of one right now. We're hoping for the best, and hopefully, I can get some help. You know, obviously with like. So, what do you spend at this stage in your business? Like, where are you spending most of your time? I think for the last month, it's been 50% Kickstarter, 50% making sure we're, we have product made. Yeah. And I've really put to the side like social media and things like that. So moving forward now that the Kickstarter's launched mm-hmm. and I feel like, you know, we have a good message out to our consumers, I really need to start focus on those marketing. Promotional yeah, those marketing. promotional things. I mean, as a one one man show, I think it's really hard to cover all bases well. It is. Uh, <laughs> so I've really tried to focus on making the best product possible and this Kickstarter so that people are aware of what I'm trying to do and yeah. I can make them the best message about the product I'm trying to make. What's like the, the number one question you're getting out of your Kickstarter that people have when they look at what you're doing? Um, not too many questions, actually. Okay. I have to say people are just like, oh, wow, I have this issue or people are very straightforward, which I think is completely fine. And they say, hey, I haven't found a need for this. Um, yeah. But more often than, I, than not, um, people are surprised that it doesn't exist yet. How big of a market do you think this is? Um, so the activewear market for men and women is $97 billion, which okay. is huge. <laughs> yeah. um, the infant apparel market is $17 billion, um, oh, wow. about a billion of which is online e-commerce. So we are wow. hoping to be mainly e-commerce and maybe have some wholesale accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a smaller portion, I think. Um, that's that's e-commerce based, obviously. Mm. But um, uh, ultimately, I think, I mean... I'm hoping that it just is a, I don't know. I don't have a figure in mind of what I want it to be, but I think there's a decent segment of the market, especially, you know, Pittsburgh gets hot and humid only for the three to four months, although we are sitting in Pittsburgh on a warm and winter it's like day. 90 degrees outside. <laughs> uh, but you're thinking like in different markets. Like yeah, in different LA, markets. LA, where, you know, Houston, yeah. Florida, where, you know, this could be a really great solution for your kid to be wearing yeah. very frequently. Almost um, year-round. Yeah, and it, it doesn't have to even be for just being outdoors in the park. Like, um, I was just talking to some people that were like, you know, in the stroller, in the car seat, all those things tend to be dark and heavy. So if it's yeah. even slightly warm, you know, kids tend to get, hot and, and overheated and uh, their skin is sensitive. Right. So, um, you and know, a bunch of babies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of hot babies running around that I guess I, I'm trying to, yeah. to keep it, keep comfortable. Just regulate them. Uh, <laughs> so what's your, what, what's your most popular product so far? Um, so we haven't done like a skew level, like pro like we're just kind of like, Hey, you can get any of the oh, five okay. styles that that uh, we make through and the Kickstarter. Yeah, and they'll pick later. Okay. So that will be really exciting feedback to, yeah. to obviously get. That and hopefully be. we can get that information before we do the production run and hopefully. and <laughs> use that to, to figure out what to make when. Um, you know, I'm I'm most excited about, like we make a short romper. Most, most parents are, like they have the pant rompers. Yeah. And so uh, my goal also, I'm a pretty simple parent. Like I like being outside. I like spending time with my kid. I don't want to like think about what matches with what. So our goal is really to make like a very interchangeable, easy to wear, like it's utilitarian, like easy zippers, easy diaper changes. Like I thought about how to make the product I want for my lifestyle, which is like busy, get out and get in, like let's hang out and spend time together. Um, And so that's really like the goal of the product. And I think, again, like kind of getting back to like, what's most exciting like 
it's a one-stop shop. Like, I mean, meaning you can you can put on one outfit and that's your outfit. It looks good, yeah. keeps you comfortable, and that was the goal. Like, I, I think that's what everyone wants. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why activewear, I think, is so... Uh, it's, it's becoming a hotter market because people are comfortable in it. Yeah. And it's starting to look really great. Like, you can look not so bad at the yeah. grocery store and still be kind of, like, in your workout gear. That's all we want is just to be comfortable. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, talk to me about price. How much does it cost? Yeah, so um, we are aiming for, depending on the product, um, the $30 to $40 per piece um, retail price. And how does that compare um, with uh, other things in this category? I think there's it's a very segmented uh, uh, kind of apparel market carters you know you go to target you can find very inexpensive basic clothes which are great mm. um and i think that's important because babies need a lot of clothes surprisingly yeah um and then <laughs> i think there is like we're kind of middle of the road um okay. in terms of uh a price point and there are very boutique kind of like almost haute couture baby clothes you know that yeah. have a price point well above um okay. so i think my goal in pricing is obviously it does take some some work to get like a custom fabric made that's safe and and I want to make sure that it's high quality so that babies aren't getting. And so your price signals that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not out of reach for. It's not out of reach. And I think for most consumers, you know, the goal is to have like two or three of these pieces, right? Yeah. So that you can, uh, I don't think you need a hundred. I don't think your babies need to like, and and that is a philosophy of, of me and my company, I guess. Um, Patagonia very similarly is like anti-consumerism for an apparel company. I love that story. (laughs) And I love that concept. Like I don't think that you need a hundred pieces of Lark Adventure wear. Like I want to make some great clothing that does what it says it's supposed to do. Yeah. And, uh, and will it last so that it can be handed down and recycled? Yeah, know? I hope so. I hope so. I, d- I guess it depends how crazy your kid is because my we'll kid's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know how long okay. his clothing will last. But um, again, I, I don't think it's heirloom clothing. Mm. Like some, some more expensive clothing is like this white dress that you hand down. Right. The goal of this clothing is to be outside used. and kind of get dirty yeah. and get used. And so hopefully it will for, sh- for sure last uh last its use and more but okay. um i don't know how uh, it, it could be a hand-me-down but not maybe not an heirloom <laughs> yeah no, that's completely fair um okay a couple more questions here where do you see um your business in 12 months where do you want to be in a year yeah uh so i think in a year i would love to have a thriving e-commerce business with a really strong and loyal following that tells their other parent sets you know i think the hard part about building this business is the consumer sets always changing unless you're having more kids right so uh (laughs) loyalty in the sense of consumers that are really excited about the product and are telling other people about it which i guess any business would want but more importantly for an infant business where word of mouth and people you know kind of unprompted spread of, yeah. of the joy of the product. Yeah, and I think that comes from making a really quality product. Yeah. So that's really what I'm focused on, making a great product that people are excited to share with other people. Okay, so if people want to follow you and your journey and, yes. and Lark Adventure, where, where do they find you? Where do you want them to go? Yeah, um, so uh, definitely our website, uh, which, which is where we'll sell our clothing, larkadventurewear.com. On Instagram, we're lark underscore adventurewear. And on Facebook, we're... Uh, Lark Adventure Wear. That's awesome. And again, you're on Kickstarter. Yes. You've got about 30 days left of that. 
Yes. And uh, you're close to your goal, so you're going to get funded. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. I mean, the, the, the nervousness is still there. Well, but, you're going to um, get the startup Berg bump, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so cool. Okay. A couple last most important questions. Firstly, and I didn't give you a heads up on these. Yeah. Um, is there another entrepreneur in town that you think we should have on the show that our listeners want to hear from? Interesting. Um, well, you've already gotten Sophia, who I think is really helpful and great. That's right, episode and, 20. Yes, and I love I love trust and what they've been doing around town. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to give a shout-out to my friend Bianca. Okay, great. Um, Bianca, what's Bianca working on? Um, her name's Omi, but her, her, her official name is oh. Bianca. <laughs> <Got> Sorry. <it. laughs> uh, so she is actually doing a blog and podcast oh. um, for Destination Brides. Oh, very cool. And so she's she I think she has a larger vision, but she's just uh, getting started and wants to really kind of create a uh, channel for for destination wedding planning. It almost seems like your two businesses, she could be a funnel into your (laughs) sales cycle. (laughs) Get married, have a baby, get some get get some clothing. That's right. Uh, Okay, last question. Um, Favorite restaurant in Pittsburgh? The Vandal. Ah. I love the Vandal. And I love going there to yeah. work. Uh, so I like... That's right, because you work from wherever you can work right now. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like at a meeting and I hop in there, yeah. I grab a cup of coffee and I, I get some emails written and uh, they're always very friendly. That's right? awesome. Yeah. Great. Okay, well, um, Paula V, I think we've covered everything. Thanks yeah. for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Bye. Bye.